0: Hey everyone, Kyle here. With the holiday season upon us, Lolita and I have decided to take some time off. So we're replaying our top five most downloaded episodes over the next five weeks. We'll start airing new episodes again in the beginning of 2022. Lolita and I wish all of you a very happy holiday season and we hope you enjoy catching up on these top episodes.
1: Now, here are your hosts, Kyle and Lolita. Hey,
2: everyone, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Lolita, also joined by Kyle. On today's show, we have Juan Vargas. Juan, great to have you on the show. How's it going?
3: Hey, it's a pleasure to be on. Um, I I thank you guys uh, so much for your time, and uh, I'm excited to be on. You know, thank you so much.
2: Great. Well, welcome. Here's a little bit about Juan before we get started. Juan is a full-time entrepreneur and a real estate investor with a focus on multifamily. From the very beginning, Juan educated himself in real estate and the many ways it allows one to create passive income. Just within a few months, he purchased his first rental property. Two years later, he had built Portfolio to 34 units, and now Juan has invested in over 1,300 units as a limited partner individual owner and general partner and create enough cash flow to enjoy the life he imagined for him and his family So I think you're speaking the language of many of our listeners Juan And why don't you take it from here and let the listeners know a little bit about yourself and what you currently do?
3: Yeah, yeah, you pretty much hit it right there. um, You know the the nail right there on the head Um, You know, so, you know, yeah, I did I did get my start with uh, you know rental property um And, you know, let me go back even before that, though, you know, like my my W-2 job, you know, so um, coming out of high school, I wanted to find something quick, uh, something to where, you know, I can uh, start making some money, you know, and and pretty much, you know, help my family out. And uh, so I went to a uh, technical school, right? So I was like, you know what, technical school is going to take, you know, a year, year and a half at the most, and I don't have to go through a four-year college. um, And, you know, I can start making money right away. Um, And that technical school happened to be Uh, in the automotive field right so it was automotive you know school that I went to and you know I was able to to go through the program and and uh, and go through another program which is through BMW so the BMW's program uh, shortly after that you know I I was done with that I went to go work with uh, BMW uh, you know at a a dealership and those kind of things right so um, you know and over time you know I became I became you know good at what I did you know, and you know, for most people, you know, you would think, you know, that's a good thing. And, and it, it was a good thing because the, the, the better you become at something at a skill set position, the more money you could make. Right. But as I started to realize that, you know, later on that it, it's, it was also a trap at the same time. So become good at something so much that they pay you more and then you're, you're, you're there longer. And then they pay you more because you're performing better and then you're buying more things and then you, you pay you more uh, and you're working harder because you got to pay those things, not necessarily because mm-hmm. you want to impress them, but because you got to, you got to hustle to pay those things off. Right. Um, and then it becomes a trap in itself. And, and that's why I think a lot of people out there, they, they find themselves in that same trap It's it's the rat race, what we call it, the, the rat race. Um, <clears throat> and so I was finding myself in that position. Um, and so, you know, o- over the years, you know, you know, had kids right so I have three boys um, and you know you know I wasn't having time for them and so you know all I was doing was going to work you know you know leaving work you know six o'clock in the morning and, and being back home you know seven seven thirty something like that uh, by that time a lot of times my, my kids were already in bed I, I didn't have time for them you know and, and I would just see them you know sleeping already and just have dinner take a shower and go back to back to sleep um, and then the cycle kind of continues every single day every single day um, and it wasn't until uh, you know, I started realizing that, I, hey, I'm doing this way too much. I'm not spending time with them at all. Um, you know, so I need to do something because, you know, that's what my dad did to us. He didn't have time for us ever. And I was like, you know what? You know, when I was a teenager, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to fall into the same trap that my dad did with us. But here I was doing the same thing I was with my kids. And and so I looked for different ways to to try to get out of that, right? And, and, and it was passive income. Passive income, that's what, like, it kept popping up for me. And then there's different forms of passive income, uh, but the one that attracted me the most was uh, rental properties, right? So that's how my my interest, um, you know, got or it became, you know, through real estate was just to try to you know do something, you know, to allow me to have more time, you know, for for myself and my and my family. It's wonderful.
0: Awesome. We have a lot of similarities in everything you just said. So I, I definitely relate to all that. And so you and I have something else in common, which is we both quit our jobs to pursue real estate investing full time. So how long did it take you from the time you decided this is something you wanted until it finally happened?
3: Yeah, I would say um, it was about 2016. It was about, um, I would say a year. So yeah, I was I was ready. Um, like like then if it happened like day one, I would have been ready then, you know, but, um, you know, for me, it took about a year and, and it was a year, you know, about a year after I had uh, closed on my on my 32 unit uh, property that I had, the multifamily property that I, that I first acquired. Um, and so, um, but yeah, that, it was about a year. Can you talk
0: through maybe the thought process there? Obviously, a 32 unit is not enough to uh, support you and your family, just like on our end, you know, we didn't have a property when I decided to leave my full-time job. So, you know, why did you decide to leave before you were financially stable in your real estate investing career?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. I I was not, I had not replaced my income fully at that time. Um, but I would say it was, it was a pretty good chunk, you know? Um, and so for me, it was, it was the right move for me because, you know, you know, as I said earlier, it was a trap to, to stay at that job. Um, one, I didn't have the time. So I was trying, trying to create more time by investing in real estate, you know, and, and, and being able to transition slowly, but at the same time, I didn't have time to do anything else, you know? so for me, it was, you know, going to work and being there all day. And I didn't have time to, to pretty much grow anywhere from there. Um, but it was also, you know, the guys are cool, you know, working there, but then it's a different type of environment. So you, you heard the quote, you know, you are the five people that you hang around the most with, or you spend the most time with. And, and so those guys, um, even though they were good guys, you know, they didn't have any other ambitions. Um, you know, they were all content with, with being there and, and not doing anything else. Um, and and I didn't want to be involved with, you know, or around, you know, that kind of environment. You know, uh, nothing personal. I just didn't, didn't want to do that. So um, th- there was a few couple, I mean, those couple things, you know, were, were really trigger points for me to just say, you know what, um, if I just you know leave, then um, even if I'm not there 100%, then it's okay. You know, I'll, I'll figure it out and, and make it happen from there.
0: Okay. Can you maybe talk about the six months leading up to quitting your job? I'm sure you had to get some things aligned or major key factors that you had to address before leaving your job to be able to set yourself up.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, as we we talked about, you know, the income, you know, <clears throat> that's one thing, you know, so I made sure that, uh, you know, I reduced a lot of my expenses, you know, to be able to, um, you know, take take the hit, right? So, but it's a lot of the unnecessary expenses, and if you really look, anybody out there is listening. You really look. I mean, there's a lot of a uh, lot of fat that you can cut off. You know, uh, you know the meat. So, I mean, definitely, there's a lot of things that you can cut off that you, that's 100% unnecessary. You don't have to go out to eat that many times. You know, like we all love to go out to eat and have a great dinner, but you don't have to do that all the time. Um, you know, cable, internet. You know, some of those things. Uh, well, maybe maybe not internet, but cable. You're definitely not not something that you you need. Um, so there's a lot of things that you can do to, to cut expenses. And, and that's what the, one of the things I, I definitely did. Um, but, you know, I, I would say uh, in addition to that, you know, is the, the business side of things uh, was, you know, building my network, right? Building a network of people that, you know, hopefully work with, right? Have the opportunity to work with uh, education. You know, I just kept doing those kind of things um, and, and, you know, just uh, try to prepare myself for that. Whenever that day comes, I was, I was more educated, more alert, more aware of what I was doing. Um, And, you know, yeah, mistakes are going to happen, but, you know, trying to minimize those mistakes. So I would say it's a combination of, you know, um, preparing yourself financially um, and then, you know, mentally and then then also, you know, educationally.
0: So what did you have planned for yourself in your first 12 months after you left your job? I mean, I know you wanted to go into real estate vesting, but what were in your mind, where were you headed?
3: Yeah, yeah. So um, I would say the first 12 months, you know, it was more about, you know, using my time wisely. And in focusing on that to, to, to grow, to grow, you know, in, 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 uh, in multifamily, because that was my main focus. Uh, so that's really what, what I was trying to do. So this first 12 months, um, and even even today it hasn't changed, um, was just to get out there, uh, build better relationships with brokers. I mean, obviously you can't meet them at 8 o'clock at night, you know. So those are the kind of things that I was spending my time on, you know, um, to be able to try to get those, you know, those better opportunities. So, so deals uh, and, and dollars, you know, those are the first two things that you know you got to focus on. And you hear all, all over the place, but th- those are the most important things that as, as syndicators or as you know multifamily investors or you know, maybe not necessarily passive, uh, but as deal sponsors, I mean, that's those are the things that we have to focus on. And so, for me, it was a lot of you know, touring properties, meeting with brokers, you know, spending my time doing those kind of activities, meeting with people, you know, coffee, you know, investors. Uh, lunch you know those kind of things so that's that's kind of where I shifted my focus to
0: got it and so I know Personally that transitioning from you know a w2 full-time job to becoming an entrepreneur is not an easy transition uh, Because your mind is trained in a certain way when you're a w2 employee What were some of the challenges that you faced maybe in your first six months becoming an entrepreneur? And is it everything that you've expected it to be?
3: Yeah, yeah. So is is everything I expected to be, you know, both good and bad, right? So, you know, at the very beginning, you know, you, you know, one of the things that, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, when we talk about, you know, doing this business, a lot of people want to do this because they want to become financially free, right? Or, or they they want to get to that point where they they can't be financially free, right? And as for me, you know, my, you know, specific case, you know, I wasn't 100% there, right? Um, so one of the biggest challenges that I had at the very beginning was, Hey, I don't have that, that steady paycheck coming in all the time anymore. Right. So that thing is gone. It's like, I just cut that thing off, you know, cut it from the head and it's like gone. So now i have to hustle and, and work on other ways that, um, that I can create that. Right. So I uh, just keep, keep building the business and, and get it to that point where I can, here I am, you know, or, or here it is now. Right. So, um, so that was definitely one of the biggest challenges. Uh, but another thing that, you know, that was challenging for me. Um, and, and it was a little bit of a, a wake up call was was the the scheduling and being hundred percent uh strict you know on yourself uh, you know that, that's that's a challenge it was a challenge for me at the very beginning because it was a challenge in, in a way in a way that were, where I would tend to lose lose focus sometimes if things weren't going hundred percent my way then I would tend to lose focus and just uh, you know burn time on things that were unnecessary and that weren't necessarily helping me out so um, so that was a, another challenge was just being strict on your schedule, you know? Um, so yeah, those were a couple of different challenges, but at the same time it is rewarding, you know, so there, there's the flip side of that. There's, is rewarding, you know, you get to have a lot more time, build more connections, build uh, you know better network. You know, it's just the quality of people that I've been able to, to meet, you know, and, and just be around, um, has been, you know, just awesome. So yeah, those were, you know, the opposite sides of the, of the spectrum, I guess you could say. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, w- now it's been a couple of years since you've quit your job and you're an entrepreneur and real estate investor. What does your day-to-day look like?
3: Yeah, the good good question. So, uh, mornings, you know, get up, um, you know, I, w- I will be lying to you if I say, you know, I do all these affirmations and all that, you know, I, I don't. You know, I try to, but I'm like, man, this... For me, hasn't worked out yet, so I just try to you know clear my mind a little bit. But I'm like, okay, you know, it's time to time to get to work. But you know, go you know, hit the gym, you know, those kind of things. I feel like that's important. If I don't, if I miss a gym in the morning for whatever reason, then I try to go at night. You know, but you know, I try to make sure it's it's one of you know, if it's a daily thing, that I try to make sure I get it in at least a few times a week. But you know, I try to read as well, read, listen to podcast. So you know, I try to you know arrange my time to where I'm I have a little bit of reading time, I have a little bit of podcast time. And then, um, and then it's time to get to work. You know, it's time to you know, move, you know, you know, delete everything and then and get to work. And a lot of the the activities that we do, you know, day to day is is touring properties. Uh, you know, still meeting with brokers. You know, have a couple calls with different brokers today. Um, and then, um, you know, touring. You know, a couple other tours this week. So those are the kind of things that I do. And then, you know, as you we mentioned before the call, you know, there's a deal that we're closing on um, this week. So you know a lot of my of my activity and my time has been spent on, um, you know, the paperwork, the the administrative work that we're doing. You know, there's a lot of administrative work that you do at the very beginning. Um, you know, even even as you grow, you're still going to be doing some of that administrative work. Um, but um, you know, at the, at the beginning, you're going to be doing a lot more of it. Um, a lot of the, the ten dollar, fifteen dollar an hour jobs. You know, and that's just the way it is. You know, um, so those are the kind of things that that uh, that we try to do. You know, and in addition to that uh, is calls with property management companies. Uh, so today we have another call, you know, actually right after our, our um, our podcast interview here, we have another call with our, with, uh, one of our property management companies, uh, to go over, you know, the, the, uh, the property and how, how it's performing and those kind of things. So, uh, as part of the asset management side, you know, so, um, so yeah, just try to stay busy with those kind of things.
0: Got it. And have you hired anyone out on your team to do some of the smaller item tasks yet, or are you still doing everything kind of on your own?
3: Yeah, so a lot of the things I still do on my own. Um, I do have some uh, some VAs that I've hired uh, for for other tasks. Um, it's more for you know for my my personal things that I have going on. Um, but um, yeah, for, as far as the business, a lot of it you know I've been doing it on my, my own right now. Uh, but we are looking to uh, to, to get that first uh, first person here pretty soon uh, because you know it does kind of mount up and you know it's like it's overwhelming sometimes or so many things. That, and and like I said, you know it is a lot of the small little tasks that you can hire out that, that doesn't, doesn't really require you to be there, you know? Um, and for us, like that, we can dictate our, or kind of shift our, our focus on into, into more of a, the, the higher, you know, um, the, the higher value, you know, items and, and tasks.
0: Yeah. I mean, even hiring a VA, like you said, for more personal items, how's that experience been? And how's that kind of freed up your time?
3: Yeah, it's huge. It's huge, you know, and, and you know, we, we pay them, um, you know, hourly, you know, that's the way it is, you know, hourly and, and you know, it, it's been, it's been easy uh, or easier. Um, and it's it definitely free up so much uh, of our time so that we can focus on, on the deals and dollars, you know, and, and not necessarily those kind of little tasks. Um, but yeah, you know, I think, you know, for anybody out there listening, you know, if you want to grow your business, definitely, you know, go the uh, VA, VA route at the very beginning. I think that'll really, really uh, help you out.
0: What is going to be your first hire for your uh, real estate investing uh, business? Is there a certain person that you're looking for to hire on to kind of take that um, take something off your plate.
3: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's, it's probably going to be somebody in the administrative side uh, for sure. Somebody to handle a lot of the the emails. Uh, you know, some of the uh, the tasks, some of the calls. You know, when we have you know some of the things that they, they can do that doesn't require us to be there. Um, you know, so it'll definitely be you know administrative. Okay.
0: All right. So for people listening out there that are also would like to quit their job like you and I did, what would you say? One thing that you could tell them is that would give them the confidence that they can get it done?
3: Yeah, yeah. So definitely don't quit like just today for, for no reason. You know, that's what I would say. Um, but, you know, have a plan of action, right? Have a plan of action. You don't have to replace your income 100%, you know. And I think, you know, if you enjoy your job and, and you're doing you're doing good and, and you have time to focus on your business, you know, at your W-2, then, then yeah, stay in it as long as you can. But if, but if you don't have the time and you you it requires so much of your focus, uh, then you may be okay with uh, leaving a little bit early, um, not fully replacing your income is what I mean. So, you know, that's that's one thing I would say. Uh, but make, make sure you have a plan of action. Make sure you have uh, a network. Uh, you know, if, if you are syndicating, you know, then, then make sure you have a, a database of, uh, of investors and those kind of things. If you are an investor, a passive investor, then I think you have – uh, a little bit more um, leeway in in um, not being so so uh, so pressured to, to leave your job, you know, as as quickly, right? Because you're, you're you're passive and you're investing in deals, you know, as you as you see fit, right? Uh, but I think you know if you are definitely active, then um, one, you don't have to quit your job, with, you know, with the, having replaced your income 100. percent uh, but make sure you have a plan of action. And then uh, the the most important thing is to take action, you know, because you know, a lot of people are right there. They want to do it, but they want to do it. And they never do take that step. And uh, you got to make sure you take that leap of, uh, of faith, you know, so to speak.
0: Yep. How are you able to scale so quickly? I mean, it, you know, I'm sure in your mind, it took a while to get to where you are today. But, you know, from outside looking in, you've been able to achieve quite a bit in a short period of time.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, you know, find out what you are good at, right? Find out what you can bring to the table. And, you know, you might find later on that you're good at something else, but find out what you're good at right now. And then, you know, bring that value to, you know, a team, right? So, you know, get out there and network. That's the first, first and foremost, get out there and network and meet people that, uh, that you feel and and you have a good, uh, that you can build a good relationship with, a good personality, the personalities uh, fit, and then bring something of value to them you know, and that's how you're able to, um, to, to, to grow, you know, that's first and foremost, because the reality is you're not gonna know everything at the very beginning. Um, but uh, you know, teamwork, teamwork makes the dream work, you know, and you know, you've heard that before. Um, and you know, that's, it's, it's all about the teamwork in this business, uh, I believe that
0: 100%. Right, so tell us what you're currently working on in your business now and what the next 12 months look like for you.
3: Yeah, yeah, so um, as I said earlier, we're closing on that deal uh, right now in, in, uh, in Phoenix. Uh, we're looking at several other deals, um, we're submitting another offer tomorrow. Well, maybe today, you know, because offers are due tomorrow, um, and then uh, another two next week because offers are due next week, and then we submitted another one last week. So those are the kind of things that you know that you know once you're doing this, you know, 100, uh, you got to make sure that you're you're taking action. You're not just you know waiting for that perfect time because there's going to be no perfect time. You know, there you know you're never going to feel that it's 100 percent right. You know, and and so there's always going to be a little bit of that the butterfly that you're going to feel. Um, and if you feel that then then that's good you know i always think that you know it's always a good thing you know uh that means that you're, you're growing um so so yeah next 12 months is, is twelve twelve months is continuing to grow uh continuing to um to acquire some deals hopefully you know you know 500 700 800 units in the next 12 months you know something like that you know um hopefully in in, in arizona and texas are the the main two markets like arizona uh, like uh Atlanta, georgia as well uh, but we're focusing right now more on uh, DFW, Houston, and um, in Phoenix.
0: Okay, Lolita's going to take us into our final four questions. Are you ready?
3: Sure.
2: Are you looking to buy or sell a home in Los Angeles or Orange County, California? Kyle Mitchell is a full-time real estate professional whose life's purpose is to add massive value to those who align with his mission, vision, and values, while giving back to those in need. Kyle donates twenty percent of his commissions to the charity of his client's choice with a goal to donate $1 million to charities across the world. To find out more about helping Kyle reach his goal of donating $1 million to charities, visit com. All right, Juan, what is the one tool you use in real estate investing that you cannot do without?
3: Uh, the, the tools, you said?
2: Yeah, what is one tool?
3: One tool? Um, so, I would say it's, you know, have a, have a spreadsheet. Oh, I'll give you a couple of different ones, right? So definitely have a spreadsheet. Um, it's, it's super duper important to, to underwrite, right? Um, even if, if, you're not a, if you're not active, if you're a passive investor, it's always important to, for you to learn how to underwrite because you still want to do your own underwriting and, and kind of like, you know, test the deal. You know, so somebody sends you a deal. Um, I'm, a, I'm a general partner and I'm sending you a deal, you know? Um, and so I send you a deal. You want to still be able to do your own underwriting and, and see if it's a good to, you know, good investment for yourself. Uh, so that's one. Uh, another is uh, we use uh, Dropbox and Google Drive. I mean, those are the two things that, they're, that we use like every single day. Um, so um, it's not necessarily you know, real estate related, but, but it de- definitely does help you in your real estate business.
2: Great. Can you tell us a story about your biggest mistake in real estate investing and the main takeaway for our listeners?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the 32 unit, uh, going back to that, the very fir- first property that I acquired, um, so this is before I, I learned about syndication. I didn't even know what the word was. Um, so, you know, I acquired the 32 unit, um, and it was myself and a partner, right? So we took it down. Everything was good. Um, except there was one problem. You know, we didn't raise for the CapEx. So that's one big thing that, you know, I learned and I was like, man, I wish I would have known this before I, you know, I closed on this deal. So a lot of the, the, um uh, the repairs and the capex that we had uh, were coming out of cash flow, right? So it took us a while for us to even see, you know, you know, cash flow coming in. You know, it did come in, but it took it longer than, than it should have had we just accounted for the capex from the very beginning. So if you're out there, you know, listening and you're looking to partner on a deal with somebody else or you're doing your own deal, make sure you account for that capex up front so that it's not coming out of cash flow. You, you don't want to do that. You don't want to pay for it out of cash flow at all. So make sure you have your cash flow coming in and you're for your CapEx. That's very important that you, that you do that. And even on the larger deals, that's even more important, right? Uh, but, uh, you know, just a learning lesson for me.
2: Yep. What is it that you need to do now to grow your life to the next level?
3: Um, what I, do I have to do now? Um, I just keep buying more deals. <laughs> I guess, you know, keep buying more deals. And, um, you know, I think, you know, it's, you know, the network, right? You know, keep building my network of people that I'm around with, Um, you know, just a high quality people and um, keep acquiring more deals.
2: Yeah. Well, you're doing the right thing so far. And finally, Juan, where can people find out more about you?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, people can, um, you know, reach out to me if they have any questions or, you know, I would love to help them out with anything they have. Uh, Juan at genwealthcapital.com. That's Juan at genwealthcapital.com. Um, and I'm all over social media so people can, you know, send me a free request or connect with me and I'll be happy to help them out any way I can.
2: Fantastic. I think a lot of uh, our listeners will find your story motivating and inspiring. So thank you so much for that one. And everyone else, thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next show.
3: Thank you so much. Thanks Juan.
2: Thanks for
1: listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate group on Facebook so you can connect with Kyle and Lolita and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, head on over to aptcapitalgroup.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Kyle and Lolita, sign up on the Contact Us page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode.